Duh. So many plants to enjoy. <laughs> you might want to visit a garden that's in your province. And, and here's some really cool ones that I thought were interesting. So starting on the There's West Coast. It's a Canadian horse. Its name is the Canadian horse. That's, yeah, that's you, the you, you literally, you cannot see this unless you are in the community and you the know about it. The other name is way better. The Moosewood. The Moosewood. <laughs> no, it's not a great name. Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. This week, Colin, it's Canada Day weekend here in Canada. Uh, The maple leaf is obviously the iconic symbol of Canada. And I mean, we see it everywhere, right? We see it um, on our uh, sports teams. Like um, our military also dons it. Our money dons it. Where else do we see it? Uh, Hassan's office. Hassan's office. Yeah. That's right. He was. A, he just became a Canadian. Yes, he did. Yeah. Even long before we moved to Canada, I always liked watching uh, sporting events, uh, international ones. I'm not a big fan of the Olympics. That's that's not my thing. But I always liked seeing it because the maple leaf. Even then, when I had no interest in Canada, I didn't really know anything about it. We learned about it in history instantly recognize all of the other flags kind of bleed in that red and white with a big leaf in the middle it's got such a punch to it i love Um, it i went on (laughs) canada.ca there you go pretty legit place to go for information right and and um, they mentioned that um the maple leaf wasn't the first one it was actually uh the beaver Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was due to the fur trade 400 years ago. And that's why the beaver was like the icon of Canada. Well, that's why it's it's, it's still our animal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's still represented. I can give you a fun fact oh, what? off the top of my head. I know uh, when uh, we adopted the maple leaf flag. When was that? It was 1965, February the 15th. Really? I share a birthday with the uh, maple leaf. Oh, there you go. Yep. Now we can stop bashing your birthday. Exactly. It's nine nine years older than me. 1965. I was 1974. Wow. February 15th. Yeah. That's why I remember it. That's literally the only reason. Because <laughs> it was on my birthday. Well, not like, I was on its birthday, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, check your ego, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's on our, it's, it's emblematic of so many uh, facets of Canada um, and known around the world. Yeah. Well, so one of our fertilizers, uh, one of the companies we deal with, it's uh, Promix. So they they do a fertilizer line. I I really enjoy using it. I've used it for most of my career, the the ProMix brand, Premier Tech. And a lot of times people come in and they they look for a fertilizer. And, you know, we talked about fertilizer at length. I'm not going to rehash that. But one of the easiest selling points on that, so it's it's branding is black with the ProMix on the front and whatnot. And in the bottom corner, they have the bright red maple leaf because it's made in Canada. Yeah. So people are looking at Scott's a miracle Grow or all the other great fertilizers we offer. And they're like, I don't know. And I go, okay, well, this, this, and this. And I'm like, this one's made in Canada. The amount of times that that has been the selling point. Not about what are the numbers? What, like, what does it do? Is it water solid? But nothing. Made in Canada. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Wow. Yeah. Canadians are pretty, they love to support other Canadians. Yep. They really do. And there's that, you know, pride that, oh, this is made in Canada. I am, I'm, I want to support that. I want to give back to my own country. And yeah, when we, when we did uh, the website and we did the made in Canada department section, right. at, uh, so we can track how, how somebody bought something. So we can say, oh, they went through fertilizers or they typed it in. They were specifically searching. 
But when we look at the threads, the number one thread is uh, Canadian products followed by eco choices. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. And that's how people look for their products. So people come on and they want to find Canadian first and then eco choices second. And the great thing is, is that there is a healthy crossover between Canada and eco choices. Oh, that's very nice to hear. Yep. Yeah, sea soil. Oh, yeah, sea soil. There you go. Uh, organic product, one of the best composts I've ever seen and Canadian. Yep. yep. Yeah, so win-win. Win-win. And I mean, um, it's so easy to use that 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 maple leaf symbol to yep. denote it. Like it's it's such a powerful symbol. You know, and it's strong. And and the maple is an incredible tree. Yes. They're strong, uh, they're colorful, they provide an abundant amount of shade. And I'm I'm gonna say the best thing about them, maple syrup. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, th- I remember those stories you were telling of the sugar shack yeah. and all yeah. the syrup and and oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, what's funny. Uh, So I just learned this. This is uh, one of the few podcasts we've done that I had to do homework on. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them like fertilizer and amendments. I kind of know that stuff. I hope I know that stuff. But this, I, I, I didn't know enough to fill a podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to look this up. So when we think uh, maple, we think Canada, it's, it's on our flag. Yeah. Uh, And, there is something like over 150 different types of maple tree. Only 13 of them grow in North America and only 10 of them grow in Canada. No way. Yeah. So there's 150 and we've only got 10 and we're like, no, it's ours. <laughs> we're claiming We claim it. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you got a problem with that? We're sorry. <laughs> we have a brand to withhold, with uphold, so we need to claim them all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what are the, what are the 10 different varieties? Oh my God. Off the top of my head, I uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. However, I did my research, Brandy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known all of them uh, for sure, but there is the vine maple, okay. the Douglas or Rocky Mountain maple, yeah. big leaf maple. That one I did. You've seen that one. Oh. That one grows on the island. Yes. Yeah. It leaves bigger than my head. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. The first time I saw it, I'm like, this is it's preposterous. You've heard about it. And then you actually pick one of them up. You're like, this is preposterous. Like it <laughs> yeah. is. It is ridiculous. The Manitoba maple. Right. Uh, there's the black maple. The striped maple, which is the boring name. The other name is way better. The moosewood. The moosewood. <laughs> no, it's not a great name. Uh, the red maple. Yeah. Uh, the sugar maple. The silver maple. Those are the ones that are very easy. The color ones are the easiest ones to remember, yeah. I think. And the mountain maple. And you worked with the sugar maple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then my my favorite maple is, funnily enough, not Canadian. It's the Japanese maple. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I got I to put it out there. It's only fair. You had 13 varieties to choose from, and you chose one from yeah. Asia. I, I, chose, I chose the other one. I mean, to be fair, though, that's a really gorgeous variety. Yeah. Like, and, and they grow well in Canada. They're just, they're just not native to here. Okay, the maple... We get it. Uh, it. It grows in every province uh, and I, I think in the territories as well. It's got the iconic leaf, a beautiful color. We get syrup from it. Uh, it's sturdy. It's a hardy tree. Uh, incredible root systems on them. There's so many uh, things you you look at and you go, okay, yeah, that's a solid tree. Uh, and then we look at our animals, which is a digression because we're the helpful gardeners, but I'm going to talk about animals because I love animals. And we've got 
uh, the moose and uh, the wolf and the wolverine and uh, the polar bear. And we're like, no, we'll take the beaver. <laughs> of course, right? They probably yeah. use maple trees to make their homes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a circle of life again. Oh, it's circle circular. of Canada. <laughs> circle of Canada life. But the beaver, sadly, uh, the reason the beaver is because it actually boosted the fur trade, et cetera, et cetera. But that is why the beaver was so important. But I was like, it's a good job I'm not in charge because I would base it on coolness. Yeah. And the maple's a pretty cool tree, so I wouldn't change that. But I'd be like, we picked the beaver when we could have had the wolf. I know. Yeah. We could have been ferocious like the yep. wolf. No, we're yeah. cute and cuddly like the beaver. Yeah. Fun fact. Do you know which country has the uh, largest unchecked population of beavers? Iceland. No, Argentina. Argentina? Yeah. So Argentina's climate, everybody thinks because of South America, I used to think it too. It's very hot, but they go all the way down to Patagonia, which is like very deep south, like we are in the north. Yeah. So it's a very similar climate. And years and years ago, I don't remember how long ago, a truck was uh, taking beavers from one zoo to another zoo and it overturned and the beavers escaped and they are rodents. So they do what rodents do, uh, but they have no natural predators. Oh, no. And they just... Spread like uh, wildfire through Argentina. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you're welcome, Argentina. You know what? Also, fun fact about beavers is their teeth don't stop growing. So they need to gnaw on wood to like shred their teeth down. I adore beavers. Yeah, we're talking about maple uh, trees. That's right. Let's get back on track. Uh, you were mentioning about the Manitoba tree. Yeah. I want to know. I really want to know. Is it? Is it the? Is it the provincial tree? Okay, it is not. What? I know, right? Come on, Manitoba. They have their own maple tree and it's not their... What's their tree? The white spruce. Oh, actually, I really like the white spruce. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's not a bad tree, but come yeah. on. Our emblem is the maple. We named one after you and you didn't take it as a... Manitoba gets a wag of my finger. But yeah, they, they picked the white spruce. And I think that's so cool. But okay, so here's... Here's a fun digression on plants. I'm not going to go uh, off off pissed again. I probably will later because I did other research about like spots. I, I went down a I went down a rabbit. I know hole. it's really fun, right? Well, you you start learning these things that you didn't know. Yeah. Um. Like okay, here. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, we'll get back to. <laughs> you started that. Canada has two official spots. Okay, hockey and curling. Nope. It's not curling. Nope. They have a winter sport and a summer sport. Oh, okay. So the winter sport is hockey. Yeah. And the summer sport is hiking. <laughs> Competitive hiking. <laughs> you've been to you've been to one of these sporting events at the Saddle at Dome. Saddle Dome. Lacrosse? Yep. Why do we have lacrosse in the wintertime then? Is, oh, is it a winter sport? I don't know. Okay. Now I'm gonna okay, we are obviously gardeners and not sporties. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're not the helpful sportsies. <laughs> <laughs> The helpful sports people. <laughs> I know I know quite a bit about soccer and rugby, and that's kind of where I'm done. Oh, yeah, that's your zone. Yeah, right? that's it. But I, I thought it was really cool when I, when I started looking into all the plants. And every province has a flower. Yeah. Every province has a tree. Uh, Canada has a tree. Yeah. We don't have an official uh, national flower. Why? I know. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find, and I, I Googled why and I, I looked it up and I, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll try this route. Unofficial flower. Yeah. Cause I thought, oh, maybe there's one that uh, the government haven't recognized, but everybody, nope. 
Couldn't even find an unofficial. Uh, there were a number of things like uh, Reddit threads about, uh, I think it should be this flower and and people debating it. But a lot of times people were kind of putting forward recency bias. Like they were, they were talking about their provincial flower and whatnot. But Canada doesn't have an official flower. Typically, a provincial flower is something that's native in that province, right? So there must be plants or maybe there aren't plants that can grow in every single area. I mean, we have from zones one to nine. And as you mentioned in previous podcasts, some plants that are really great in zone one won't be able to survive in zone nine. But then I I would argue, so here's one great plant. I love it. It just came into my head. Everywhere that I have ever been in Canada where I've paid attention, but I've been a lot of, uh, across a lot of different zones. I have seen a bleeding heart. Really? I've seen a bleeding heart in BC. Okay. I've seen a bleeding heart in Alberta. Great. And what a great plant too. That beautiful white one. Yeah. The white bleeding heart would be really nice. <gasps> and they do a pink one. I wonder if there'd be a way to hybridize the pink one to make it more red. Ooh. And then you could do the red and the white together. And then hybridize it to have like a maple leaf show up in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the leaves to make them maple leaf looking. <laughs> the bleeding maple leaf. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But I, I'm amazed though that no matter what, there isn't a flower. Yeah. I would I would have thought there would have been a national flower. Yeah. You know, like the English rose. Yeah. Scottish thistle. Like a lot of countries have flowers. Yeah. I believe Austria, don't hold me to this, is uh, Edelweiss. We do have an abundance of life. Yeah. Okay. We're in northern climate. Uh, Alberta specifically is it can be hard to grow in but uh, we have an abundance of flowers just look downstairs who cares if it's an annual geranium well and one of the things that i learned with the provincial flowers is that some of them haven't even become the provincial flower until way later on or the provincial flower has changed since the original one so maybe it's not too late for canada maybe we will have an official flower apparently a lot of them were decided by school children no way. Yeah. So maybe we just got to band all the schools together in Canada to come up with our official flower. Do you know what I learned too? I have been uh, very wrong on a couple of flowers. Really? Years ago, I lived in New Brunswick. Somebody told me that the flower of New Brunswick was the lupin. And I was like, oh, okay, you see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. See them everywhere. Beautiful flower, all different colors. Uh, magnificent. Absolutely not. Not even close. <laughs> I was like, when I, when I, when I was reading it, I was like, so I did I did my research because I, I didn't know all of them. And I'm kind of going through the list. And I was like, oh, yeah, New Brunswick. I know what that is. And I was like, I do not know what it is. I thought it was the lupin. The New Brunswick provincial flower is the purple violet. Oh, cute. I love violets. I wouldn't have picked that one out. Though. No. And then, okay, here it is. The province that wins. And I, I'm disappointed I didn't know this. I think this should be one of those uh, fun facts. Newfoundland's uh, provincial flower. Yeah. Is a carnivorous flower. The pitcher plant, right? The pitcher plant, exactly. It's a it's a carnivorous plant, and I'm like, okay, that's epic. You I didn't win. even know that those grew native out there. I, I had no idea either. I, I, in my mind, again, I've I've done no research on them. That's abundantly clear right now. Uh, for me, whenever I picture carnivorous plants, I I picture like subtropical, tropical jungles. Yeah, like that's where my brain goes. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Newfoundland. But it's at the same point when you think about cacti and you think about where they grow and then you're like, oh, we Touché. just go like an hour north of Calgary and we get to see them growing yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, how many, how many people remember when we talked about that? We did it on GA Kids TV and we did it on the webinar and how few people, you put it in the stories and how few people knew, Albertans 
knew that we had cacti that grew exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and when I when I when I when I saw that, I was like, that is literally the coolest. Well done, Newfoundland. You you win the provincial flower. But they're all pretty I'm mean, Alberta. Wild rose. Yeah. And what was interesting about the wild rose is that is one flower that will grow across the country. But for some reason in Alberta, we've claimed it. <laughs> I think I think because it's so prolific here. Yeah. And I, I actually wouldn't have been surprised, though, for it to have been the uh, prairie croaker. That's what I thought it was going to be like, yeah. you know, somewhere in like Saskatchewan or something like that. But didn't we used to have the wild rose on our license plates here? No, we still do. Oh, we still yep. do? Wild Rose Country. Yeah, okay. I, I, oh, we should do license plates next. Oh my. I, <laughs> Quebec is je me souviens. What does that mean? I am a souvenir. Oh. No, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> no, je me, je me souviens means I will remember. Oh, oh, okay. That sounds a lot more better. Than better than I am than... a souvenir. <laughs> I can't believe you got me with that. Yeah. New Brunswick is B in this place. Think Nova Scotia is Canada's ocean playground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should know Ontario's. You see it everywhere. Ontario's. Hold on. I'm looking it up so yeah. that we don't let our Ontario friends down. BC's is easy. Beautiful British Columbia. They deserve it. They absolutely do. I mean, there is a level of smugness there where they're like, yeah, beautiful British Columbia. What are you going to do about it? And they absolutely are beautiful. Oh, there we go. Ontario, yours to discover. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Saskatchewan, land of living skies. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I love that one. Okay, I'll tell you what the best license plate is. What? Northwest Territories. I I have no idea what it says, but it's shaped like a polar bear. What else do you need to say when your license plate is shaped like a polar bear? You win. Why don't why don't more places do fun things like that? Yeah. You know? Now that we've talked about sports, license plates, animals, <laughs> now we're going to get back to the plants, right? You want to know what my favorite flower is? The none of it one. I just like the name of it. Purple saxifrage. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that a great name? I don't think I've ever even heard of that flower before. It's just such a great name. Saxifrage. Um, So Yukon is fireweed. And the reason why I like it is because um, it's known for being hardy. Obviously, it's in a very tough climate. But also, it's the first to appear after forest fires. Yep. You know how we're talking about forest fires and how like weeds are kind of the first things to reappear? And I just think that's really, really nice. It's like... You know, after after um, turmoil and disruption, um, you're always resilient, and you're you're. I'd like to officially put forward the proposal that our national flower is the dandelion. That's a great one because you, yeah, it grows everywhere. Important yeah. pollinators. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, bright and colorful. Yeah, I it's perennial. Yeah, hardy. I wonder how many people would be against that. Oh, I don't think anybody would. <laughs> you know when they did the uh, you know when they did the Alberta bird uh, the the Calgary bird yeah. Yeah, we didn't have a bird and they put it out. So I voted for the magpie. Pretty <laughs> sure it got the fewest votes uh, by far. Uh, the chickadee won hands well, yeah, down. Yeah, because I voted for it. Uh, I voted magpie <laughs> straight away. Straight away. I was uh, I was in there for magpie. I don't think dandelion would win, but I think we should consider yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I think, the, I think the fireweed is good. And I liked what you were saying, though, about the Quebec one. Yes. That they they'd originally had the fleur de lis, which is their emblem on their flag. Yep. And then they decided, no, you know what? That's not right. It doesn't grow here. And they picked an indigenous one instead. Yes. I said, way to go. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, way, to, way to be able to say, okay, you know what? No, our provincial flower, we'd rather have something that grows here. 
still keep the fleur de lis as your emblem. But they uh, they dialed it back to uh, the the blue flag. Yes, and okay. So when I looked at the blue flag, it kind of does look like like a fleur de lis. Just yep, yeah. It's 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 not unsimilar. No, it's not unsimilar. Yeah. But yeah, it was. And I love I love the BC one, the Pacific dogwood. Yes, I love that dogwood flower. Uh, Manitoba took the prairie crocus. Apparently, there's a Manitoba crocus, but they didn't want that one either. I'm kidding. I made that. <laughs> Sorry, man. To any of our listeners from Manitoba, we do love you sincerely. But you know what? You know, you know what the great thing is about this is that we can make all of these jokes uh, and we can pick on Manitoba. And you know anybody listening? I one of my great aunts uh, used to live in Manitoba. Yeah. Wicked sense of humor. Yeah. That's Canadians. Uh, you know, we're not being hurtful. We're not being mean. I know some great people from Manitoba. Somebody told me the uh, Manitoba provincial bird was the mosquito because they were so big. <laughs> no joke, though. Oh, my gosh. My friend my friend used to live in Winnipeg. And she said when she would go uh, camping, the bugs yeah. were yeah. so big from mosquitoes to the... Um, what are those ones? Those cicadas? Cicadas? Cicadas. Cicadas. Yeah. They are huge out there. The worst ones on, on the East Coast. They have them in Manitoba too, I believe. Thank God we don't get them here. Are the black fly. Oh, no. They're tiny and they are ferocious. Yeah. They are. Ugh. <laughs> they are. They are. I'm not. I'm not a huge. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. However, okay. New, Newfoundland still wins. Okay. Newfoundland still wins coolest flower. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why they picked it. It's cool. It looks good. It's carnivorous. Did they pick it just because it's cool? Because it's it's really not the most beautiful of plants. And I, I feel Newfoundland probably has a ton of beautiful wildflowers, yeah. you know, but they picked that one. Well, why did Scotland pick the unicorn? <laughs> For their animal. Cause it's cool. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't, we don't care. We're not dealing with this. But there was, um, uh, yeah, the prairie crocus. Uh, that Manitoba picked, gorgeous. Everybody recognizes it. We love it, but uh, they're uh, quite toxic, yeah. right? So people are picking them because uh, of of what they mean and the symbol and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be just because it's pretty or it, it has use. Now, I'm going to go, before we get back to trees, here's something else that I was uh, surprised about. There is no, nothing, not even a mention of provincial fruits and vegetables. What? Yeah. Like not nothing. Like it, I, 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 and yet I know a number of provinces, PI, famous for the potato. Yeah. New Brunswick, uh, outside of Moncton on the side of the highway, there's like a 20 foot tall, 20 foot round. It's, 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 it's a ball yeah. and it's a blueberry. Yeah. And it's, uh, is it Sussex? Moncton. I can't remember. It's in that area, Sussex, Moncton area. Yep. Uh, and it's a blueberry capital of the world. Really? Oh, blueberries grow insanely wild. Everything is blueberry in, in New Brunswick. Wow. Yeah. Tabercon from Alberta. Saskatoon. Yeah. There are so, and I, I feel like a five minute dig around, you'd be able to find very identifiable ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the States does it. I mean, what for Florida, you, they have like the orange on their license plate. Yeah. The Georgia Pete, Idaho potatoes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many that come to mind. BC, I mean, they would have, they would probably be the peach or the cherry or the apple. I mean, whatever you want. Visit an Alberta farmer's market. You've <laughs> got your choices. Yeah. We are very well aware of what BC can grow. No need to rub it in our faces, BC. I feel like every 
every province has got a vegetable they're associated with or a fruit. There's a, so why don't we have provincial fruits and vegetables? Yeah. If you had to pick a Canadian vegetable, the Canadian one, not provincial, what would you pick? For the Canadian one. Totally put you on the spot. <laughs> hey, Brandy, how about no time to prepare? I'm like, pick does something. maple sugar count? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, does it have to be a vegetable or does a, wait, well, you said I mean, fruits and vegetables, right? Fruits and vegetables, ed- edibles. Ed- edibles. Yeah, let's Marijuana. say edibles. <laughs> Just kidding. It is actually a native plant to Canada now. Yeah, well, exactly. So there you go. But that's not really a vegetable. No, it's technically it is a flower. It could be it could be the Canadian flower. Oh, there you go. Oh, and it kind of looks like the maple leaf. Grows everywhere. Okay. Yeah, it's medicinal. Yeah. So so far for the flower, we've got the notion to put forward the bleeding heart, the dandelion, and cannabis. Okay, so that's covered. So then we have to have what tomatoes? Tomatoes? Tomatoes. I would I would say every everywhere I've ever ever lived in Canada, people grow tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. So tomato, yeah, and and it's red. Yeah, and it's red. Raspberries, because you get wild raspberries too. True, and you can grow them in colder climates. Yeah, uh, uh, wild strawberry. Why not the potato? I like the potato. Wasn't there a Manitoba potato? Is that what Nick said? Is there? A, I I bet you there is. Like, hey Manitoba, we named this potato after you. What's your provincial vegetable? They're like broccoli. We are so sorry. Is there a Manitoba potato? <laughs> I wish I could see your screen because all I can see is your Website reaction. Website that comes up on Google that says Manitoba Potato Weather Network. <laughs> Is it one of those things that you were like, I should never have Googled? Manitoba potato news. Manitoba potato research. Manitoba seed potatoes. Manitoba seed potatoes. Uh, But that could just be seed potatoes from Manitoba. It could be any number of them. Potatoes grow everywhere. Canadians love poutine and chips. Yes, because that's our national food. If it isn't, it should be in consideration. Yeah, so then the potato just seems natural. I would put a vote for potato. That's my say. Now that we made the argument, it's, I really, I wouldn't want to fight you on it. I, I, I'm, okay, I'm team potato. Okay, so dandelion. Flower, we've got dandelion, bleeding heart, and cannabis, and vegetable. I don't even want to put up another candidate. It should be the potato. The reason I said that, the reason it's, it struck me is I really thought, I really thought that would be provincial vegetable. You know, we were doing one episode of the podcast and uh, you had to keep bringing me back from talk, because we were talking about annuals and I kept going to tomatoes. I get asked more questions about tomatoes and then other veggies than I do about any other flower. Yeah. You know, people kind of know what their flowers do. They know how to grow them. They, good soil, water fertilizer, your flowers are going to do their thing. But tomatoes, you've got pests and disease yeah. and blossom and yeah. rot. And how do I do this? And how to, and there's so many more things. And people are more invested because they want to eat them at the end. Yeah. Your flowers, you're just going to enjoy. And your flowers flower instantly. So say August hits and your flowers die, you forget to water them, whatever. You still got to enjoy them for X amount of months. Tomatoes, you're doing a whole lot of work. And if you don't get success at the end, it it can be really down, like really disheartening. Yeah. But also on the flip side, it's also very empowering when you get a huge harvest at the end of it. Like what that one year that you got so many tomatoes that you had to share it. And that the tomatoes I started early, my tomato on on my deck is now around six feet tall and covered in tomatoes. Yeah. 
yeah, they're going to be turning red real soon if it warms up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, um, one of the things that I did a little bit of research on this week was famous gardens in Canada. And in, you know how you're talking about flowers versus vegetables? Yeah. Not one of these is a vegetable garden. Could you imagine you go to like a botanical garden and it's a veggie garden? There'd be nothing left because they'd be all eaten. Yeah, but I'd love it. I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like you go into the tomato section and they've got, you know, 25 different varieties of tomatoes growing, you know, uh, the corn section or the grain section or what you could do something really beautiful and architectural, a vineyard, an orchard. Oh, we have so many projects to take on now. We have too many ideas, Colin. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> oh my God, this is the digress cast. Dear listener, <laughs> please keep with us. I swear we're getting there. Um, but no, but talking about the famous gardens in Canada, because with it being the long weekend in Canada Day, maybe you might want to visit a garden that's in your province. And and here's some really cool ones that I thought were interesting. So starting on the West Coast, um, my personal favorite out in Victoria, BC, I visit this garden all the time when I'm out there, uh, the Bouchard Gardens. Oh, yep. have you been? Absolutely gorgeous. And and they're open all year round. They have different themes, but obviously the most beautiful time to go is like spring, summer when they've got their annual, oh, it's beautiful. And spring out there is what, February? Yeah, exa- I know, right? Uh, but uh, out in Alberta in Lethbridge is the uh, Nika Yuko Garden. I have heard of this garden. I have never been to this garden. Road trip? Yes, okay. please, because I've heard it's absolutely gorgeous. So we have to go and check that out. Um, uh, over in Saskatchewan in Regina, we have the Edwardian Garden. In Manitoba, a Cinnaboyne Park yep. has a beautiful botanical garden. Cinnabon? A ci- a ci- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, you have you know, my Manitoba, interest. You know, Manitoba, I love you. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I do too. You are I like do. razzing them every chance you can get. <laughs> um, okay, out in Ontario, we have Niagara Park's Botanical Gardens. Oh, I bet you that's stunning. I've been to Niagara and Niagara on the Lake and it is... Uh-huh. Breathtaking. Yeah. It really is. It's a gorgeous if 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 you've never had a chance to go, check that part out. It's yeah. stunning. And you spent some time in Quebec. Did you ever go to the Montreal Botanical Garden? Uh yes, once. And then there was another one I went to out in the Gaspé region. Yeah. And that was beautiful as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Highly recommend. Um, out in New Brunswick, we have the Kingsbury Garden. Um, and then Nova Scotia, Halifax Public Gardens has been renowned to be a really nice place to go. And then out in PEI, and this one was really cool to me because you know how in m- most of these botanical gardens, you know, you're trying to grow some really neat things and some beautiful things. And you're more so focused on like the engineer beauty of it. Out in PEI, they have the McPhail Woods and it is inspired entirely by native plants. Yeah, you got you got to, you got to drop that into the show notes. On, on that note, I, I do want to give a shout out because I, I feel... Calgary can't be alone here. I know I know there was one in Montreal. It was uh, the Morgan Arboretum. And that was just a tree museum, basically. Beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah, if you if you it was on the the western tip of the island, and it was called the Morgan Arboretum. Stunning. Absolutely stunning area. And here in Calgary, we have the Silver Springs Botanical Garden, which is a free community-driven garden. And I feel that we have these diamonds in the rough all across uh, Canada, you know, and I, 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 and these are community driven gardens. These are, you know, maybe there's some sponsorship. I believe the Morgan Arboretum has, I think it might be uh, McGill university working with them, but a lot of it is uh, community driven and a lot of them are free. You can go to them. Silver Springs. You want to love about Silver Springs. It's a community driven garden, but it's also an off leash area. So you can, 
run and play with your dogs and they've got these little copses of trees that you can walk through and then they've got veggie gardens and they've got flower gardens. It was, I actually think it was you who told me about Silver Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Okay. So my second job is I fly in helicopters. I, I did just throw that out there. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly, I was just flying over the Northwest and I was like, what is that? Because I've got a pretty good camera. And, yeah. uh, and then I, I zoomed in and I was like, oh, that is a garden. And that's the thing is it's not on a, like a regularly used road, like Crowchild Trail borders, but there's a huge wall, like a huge sound wall in between that and the garden. And you can't see it from John Lurie either. You, you, you literally, you cannot see this unless you are in the community and you know about it. And I mean, I think more people are starting to learn about it. And once you talk and, and the gardening community is, is just, you know, like that's their jam. But, but yeah, I went in there and you're right. It's, it's, it's just like this, this long walk and they've taken so much care and not only the plants that are in there, but also in like the architecture and like the, the path and, and how everything grouped together. And it's the little Zen maze. Yes. The Zen maze. Yep. It's so cool. And then it's, it borders along birthplace forest. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Right. Which is partnered with the city of Calgary and they planted trees for everyone born in a specific year. And I can't remember which year that was. Oh, I, I, I don't remember. I, and, and the embarrassing thing is I believe Golden Acre was a partner in that. Yeah, I think so. I believe we were. And the other cool thing about it is it's a hop, skip and a jump. I don't know if you've ever been down there from Beaumont Park uh, where Waterfall Valley is. Oh, yes, that's right. You know, so there's this insanely beautiful area where it's all uh, natural springs coming out uh, that feeds into the Bow River in Beaumont Park. And Beaumont Park is across the street from the Silver Springs Botanical. And it's those hidden gems. And and yeah, I'm talking about that in Calgary because I've been there a lot and I love it. And I've talked to a ton of the gardeners there. I, I'd run Jimmy there. And it's it's an amazing place. And I, I think we need to look for those gems. I think so too. And with it being Canada Day, I think it's the perfect time to do so. You know you know what I was surprised at? Something else I learned? I, I thought because of how many trees there were, and then on the East Coast, maple is everywhere. I was like, oh, I, I bet you the maple was used a lot for uh, the shipbuilding yeah. industry. It wasn't. It wasn't? No, I was really surprised. But apparently maple wood does not make a very good maritime wood. It's uh, it's very hardy, uh, makes excellent furniture, uh, homes, anywhere that you're going to be on land, but it doesn't make a good maritime wood. Wow. They did use it because there was so much of it, but it wouldn't hold up as good as some of the other woods. Wow. Yeah, and that was, uh, I was like, oh, wow, I, I would have thought that in my brain because everything is maple. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, it must have helped the shipbuilding industry for getting back to Europe and, and whatnot. Nope. The, the fishing boats. And apparently in Halifax uh, or Nova Scotia, I should say, there, there were some places that did build ship, hold, uh, ship hulls out of maple, uh, but they weren't considered like the best. Far from it. They were they were just kind of like the the the, the cheap version to make it happen. Wow, that's incredible. But, you know, every province... Huh. Does have its trees. Yeah. And any idea what the British Columbia one is? Dogwood. (laughs) If they don't choose the dogwood, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. I I mean, literally like, oh, we like the flower. What about the tree? No. (laughs) And that is exactly what they said. It's the Western red cedar. Oh, you know what, though? I forgive them for that. I do, too. I do too. I love it. Alberta, we have the lodgepole pine. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, it's a pine that's made out of lodgepole. Is it? No. Oh, there's a there's a there's a hamlet in Alberta called Lodgepole. 
Okay. Oh, I love these. Okay, I just looked up a picture. I actually love these. Yeah, uh, Saskatchewan, they're pulling a Manitoba here. They could have picked the Amalantia or the Saskatoon berry tree. Uh, no, they went with the white birch. White birch? White birch. You literally have a tree that puts out a berry that we named for you, and you went with something else. Yeah. No problem. Saskatchewan are like, yeah, Manitoba, we like your style. <laughs> <laughs> Ontario picked the white pine. Wait, did you just skip Manitoba? Oh, right, we did. Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the white pine, which uh, is one of the most popular Christmas cut greens that we carry. Oh, that's so true. Quebec picked the yellow birch. What's up with birch? It was, it was more popular than I, uh, than I thought. Nova Scotia went with red spruce. New Brunswick, we are very familiar with this tree. We are normally associated with Nova Scotia at Golden Acre, the balsam fir. For where again? For uh, New Brunswick. For New Brunswick, really? Yeah, the Christmas trees. Really? Yeah, so apparently, again, somebody told me this, so I could be wrong, but I'm going to just present it as a fact anyway. Um, (laughs) The the balsam, well, I got, uh, people led me down the wrong path with provincial flowers. I got trees wrong. I'm all over the place here. eh? Thank God for some research. New New Brunswick with the balsam firs, they grow, oh my God, they're so stunning out there. They Well, you've seen our Christmas trees, right? That's not accidental. They are that nice. And apparently the massive tree that they put up at Rockefeller Plaza in New York is donated from New Brunswick. No way. Yeah. And that huge fir tree they have at Rockefeller, I've I've actually seen it before, comes from New Brunswick. That's That's a fact that somebody in the Maritimes told me. I've done no research on it. The Yukon, I've never heard of this one, but it looks really cool, is the subalpine fir. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks it looks really, really cool. I, oh, yeah. I just looked it up. That's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Prince Edward Island, they, they're in the running for my favorite one because I just love the oak tree and they have the northern red oak. PEI's got it going on, hey? We're not giving them the potato. I don't care. That's the Canadian vegetable. I'm sorry, PEI. You've got it going on. We love your choices, but you're not getting the potato. You can have the tomato. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the Northwest Territories, they're, they're also in the running with PEI. They have the larch. Ah, uh, I wish we had the larch. I know, right? Like uh, you're like the lodgepole pine. You're like, oh, that's a nice tree. It's not my favorite. There's others there that I like. I like the Western Red Cedar. I do. I think it's a beautiful tree. You know what's interesting? Most of these are evergreens. Yeah, which, which makes sense. But I, I'm glad somebody included the larch. And I'm I'm surprised to see an oak, but when you think about it, you know, Prince Edward Island, obviously very still, I I mean, then the name attaches them, you know, to the Commonwealth, to the UK, and the UK tree is the oak. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that they picked that, but... I honestly think this was one of the most fun podcasts I've I've done for looking stuff up because, yeah, I recognized a lot of the plants when I read them, but I had no idea going into this. No. You know, here, uh, did you know that? So I know nothing about horses. Okay, that's a... <laughs> you shake your head at me. <laughs> okay, so we talked about sports teams, <laughs> animals, horses. Yeah. Go on. Horses. So I know nothing about horses. There's a Canadian horse. Its name is the Canadian horse. That's, yeah, that's the breed. And it's Canada's official horse. We do not have an official horse. Absolutely, we do. I just learned this fact. And 
And tell me if this uh, doesn't give a great summation of uh, Canadians. It is famed for its strength, its endurance, its intelligence, and its good temper. Oh, that's all good things. It's like, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a Canadian horse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, we have a horse. And then uh, I'm going to wrap it up uh, here again. I'm not going back to plants. Now I'm going to birds. Were you were you at all slightly disappointed when, was it five or six years ago when Canada finally decided we needed a bird and they didn't pick the Canada goose? Yeah. I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by that. Like, love them or hate them, the clue is in the name. I can imagine all the birds sitting around. They're like, oh my God, Canada's name a bird. The Canada goose is like, yeah. Duh. Maybe maybe it's for the same reason. Maybe maybe it's kind of like that that like cousin that you don't want to acknowledge. Because like, if you think about it, the Canada, the Canada goose is defensive. Yeah. It's offensive, actually. It's yeah. right. They, they are like, they're mean, but iconic. I don't know. Do any of these qualities? Yeah. But the thing is, the Canada goose. If there's no babies, they tend to just leave you alone. Yeah. They, they, they don't scare me. I worked on a farm. I worked with uh, geese. Yeah. But they're strong. They're resilient. They protect their babies. They're social animals. But they, they picked the gray jay, also known as the whiskey jack. And got to tell you, I love the gray jay. I remember the first time I'd ever seen them up close was at Lake Louise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they're, they're so curious. And, they're so, and they, they come really close and they look at you and they're not... No food. They're not food driven. They, they they literally seem like they have an inherent curiosity and friendliness yeah, about them. Yeah. And I love the gray jay, but I was I was always like, really, we didn't we didn't pick the Canada goose. Like we have a clothing company now, so it's fine. The Canada goose. Yeah, I I I, I absolutely love this walk through Canada and uh, and talking about all the different fun icons that you know maybe maybe we've seen and we've taken for granted, but you know they're all there and. I would have loved to have actually spent more time and delved into the history. You know, all joking aside, why did Manitoba pick the white spruce? Yeah, yeah. You know, what what makes that so special there that, that they were like, yeah, okay, we have a Manitoba maple, but no, the white spruce is a better embodiment of our province. Exactly. You know, and, and I never got a chance to do that, but that is next to my agenda. I've de- I mean, my Google algorithm is going to be just full of Canada facts. And I got to learn about sports and horses. Come on. Canada horse, that's an excellent fact. (laughs) And this week's question comes from our Instagram from Sean, who, I love Sean. Colin and Brandy, what are you doing for Canada Day weekend? Not what I was expecting. Somebody asked this one for for our World Naked Gardening Day. We never get asked personal questions. No, no. I love it. Uh, To be honest... Being a, a transplant to Canada and not being Canadian, I, I I never really got into Canada Day as a holiday. It wasn't. It's not in my association of growing up and we did something fun for Canada Day. It wasn't there. But what I love is you get the holiday, and uh, this year it falls on a weekend. And what I uh, personally love to do, one of my favorite things, you know this, Brandy, is to go out and explore and hike and see maybe something I haven't seen before. And I really, really enjoy doing that on Canada Day. I, I'm not a big fan of crowds. I'm not a big fan of, of hustle and bustle. So I'm probably going to look at getting out to the mountains or, or maybe out to Drumheller. I haven't been there in a while. Are you going to do a Canada's second official sport, hiking? <laughs> 
right. Yeah, competitive hiking. Me versus Harry. Let's go. Jimmy wins. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get out and uh, see some of uh, rugged natural Canada. It might be somewhere I've been before. Even I, you know, somewhere I always love to visit is Troll Falls. But I, I always like to get out of town for Canada Day and see what I believe is the true Canada and the wilderness and the natural flora and fauna. You know, this is why we're friends, because I am on the exact same page. There's something about going out and finding native flowers, and I'm completely the same. I'm heading out west. I'm going to hit up the Rocky Mountains, and I'm going to try to find, you know, some wild rose. And I'm going to try to find... Um, Oh gosh, like I'm going to, I actually have a little pamphlet of Alberta wildflowers and I usually take it out. Yeah. I usually take it out with me when I go hiking and I try to find them all and why not? I love the fact that I come from England. I got a ton of friends and family there, but it's, it's, it's what makes a culture. um, And, and I love that. I love my English heritage, but I would never want to live back there. Canada is my home and I love this country. And I want to go out and I want to see that. And I want to see the mountains and the waterfalls and the prairies. If you want, it's not it's not west per se. But if you and Brad have got the time, I'd recommend uh, heading up to Yaha Tinder. Yeah, there's a wild horse. I don't know if they're Canadian horse. Uh, <laughs> there, there's wild horse. There's tons of prairie meadows. There's an amazing waterfall. There's a natural water slide. Wow. The water has gone through the rocks. It smoothed them out. And apparently you can hop in the river and it'll pull you down like a slide. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So lots to see and do, but uh, that's a great question. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Well, I mean, if you have a question about anything about the Helpful Gardeners or if you have a gardening question, we'll answer that too. You can head on our Instagram at Golden Acre Garden for that. You can also send us an email, social at goldenacre.ca or we have a SpeakPipe app over on our website, goldenacre.ca and you can send us an anonymous voice note. We'd love to feature those more on the show. So next weekend, we are going to be chatting about probably one of the most common topics for any gardener, the weather. <laughs> right? Doesn't matter where you are, the yeah. weather. There is something different for everybody across yeah. the country. I wonder whether the weather will cooperate. Oh. oh my gosh. We'll answer that question next weekend on the Helpful Gardeners podcast. Listen in next Sunday, 8 a.m. Mountain Time on your favorite podcasting platform. Bye, everyone. <laughs>